More than half of high-growth companies struggle with the sales development process. If you want your sales team to have more at-bats with decision-makers at target accounts, talk to Inside Sales Team, the sales development team experts at InsideSalesTeam.com. You're listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum focused and dedicated 100% to sales development. If you care about growing your skills and getting more new sales appointments, pipeline, and closed one deals, you came to the right place. Subscribe to the show on YouTube, iTunes, or Spreaker, and be sure to go back and listen to all the episodes for the best strategies, tips, and tactics out there on running a high-performance sales development program. And now, your host, founder, and CEO of TenBound at TenBound.com, David Delaney. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. I am really excited to get the next guest in front of you guys. I think you can learn a lot from this man, and I'm really excited to talk to him. This is Kayvon, and he is known by the media as the One Call Closer. Kayvon, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Dude, I'm glad. I'm really glad that we could connect. Um, we were just talking a little bit before the show, and a lot of the folks that are on the call are sales development reps. They're getting into their career, or they've been a sales development rep for a few years, and I think that they can learn a ton from you. You've got over 20 years of experience and built up over the phone into a program that you're putting together to promote a one-call close, which is amazing. I think that's something that everybody wants to get to at some point. Yeah. So <laughs> tell, us, tell us about yourself and how you, you know, came to build up these skills and, and start uh, as the one-call closer. Yeah, so I mean, my my uh, sales career really, I mean, really started uh, when I was about 11, 12 years old. I was I was following my uncle to a local uh, furniture shop. So I, I would seriously sit there for eight hour days with him, his entire shift, and I'd watch what he was doing with the customers, and I'd watch how customers walk in, and I, you know, at that point, I thought he was the you know the rock star. He was wearing the suit, you know, working at the furniture shop, and. I mean, my sales, like real, like retail sales career started when I was around 11, 12, but I always said that I, I kind of came out of my mother's womb uh, as, a, as a closer, as a salesperson. And that's just because when I was uh, at a very young age, uh, I was basically written off by uh, the school system, written off by, you know, parents and society. They, they labeled me with, you know, ADD, ADHD. They said I would never make it out of elementary school or high school, let alone get into university. So I, I mean, it started back then always me having to close people or to sell people on why they should, you know, believe in me and trust in me. And the number one thing, me always had to sell myself on why I shouldn't be listening to them and, you know, believe in uh, what was going on inside. So, I mean, my, my sales career started off really, really at a young age. And then it, it, it kind of led into uh, from the furniture sales, it led into uh, more retail jobs. And then it led into my first repping, like first rep job. So, uh, you know, out out of house, working on the on the roads, going to see clients. That was in the ski and snowboard industry. I loved that. I mean, at 21, I had the credit card. I had the car driving around, selling, you know, you say slinging, right? Slinging things we loved. And then I knew I wanted to get even more advanced and take my career to a, to another level. And I started, that's when I started actually on the phones from a home office, dialing. And I mean, you know, they say dial for dollars. I mean, literally, that's what I was doing. I was on peer commission sales, and uh, I still actually use the same phone today. And uh, the funny thing is there's no numbers on the on the dial pad. They're all worn off. 
because of uh, how many dials I've made. And that was uh, dialing out to real estate agents and brokerages and trying to get, again, past the gatekeeper to, to get the speakers into the offices. And that then led, uh, that job gave me an opportunity with, uh, with the mortgage world. So I was doing the real estate and the mortgage world, as well as I last ended my, what I would say, my career job working for the largest pharmaceutical company as a sales rep, growing to becoming the number one sales rep in the, in the company. And that, that, was a, that was a great time. But there came a moment where I realized that no matter what I was going to do in my life, that if I continued working for someone, I was always going to be building someone else's dream. And I just I wasn't going to have that on my clock. I wasn't going to have that on my watch. I knew that I wanted to actually step out and go out and build my own dream and build something for once and, and, and create something that I was really passionate about and that's something I can stand on and, and, and love. And that's what led me where I am today. Yeah. So tell me about that. So, so you're just like, okay, I built up all this great experience and I, I know that I can be successful. And you're just like, I'm, I want to build my dream now. I'm at that point in my career. I want to build my dream. So then, so then how did you transition to go to build your own yeah. company and, and, and all that? Yeah. So you're going to love, here we go. <laughs> so, I mean, you got to like, I got to, I got to set up the stage here for this. And like, you got to understand I was working, like, again, I was the number one sales rep for, and I, and I say that because it is, it's something, you know, it's big. I was working for the largest pharmaceutical company. And, and I mean, I had what most people, I would say 98% of the population would consider the dream. At that point, I was were earning well over six figures, like anywhere between two to 300K a year. I had the company car. I had a company visa. I was taking my customers all over, you know, playing golf, going to LA, going to Vegas. I mean, we're... And on top of it, I was working one day a week, if that, because at this point, it was just relationship, right? And then if there's anything we're going to learn through this podcast is sales is about relationships. It really is. And it doesn't need, you don't need two years to build the relationships. The relationship can happen right away over the phone, right? When you're speaking to the gatekeeper. So anyway, I just want to put that there. So what happened was now I'm sitting here and at that time I was about 29, 30 and I just, I, even though all these great things were happening, I just, I felt I wasn't fulfilled. I was, I was still, no matter what was happening, I was still barking up someone else's butt. And I saw the way the corporate world worked and it was just not, it was not for me. It, the corporate world, was, it just reminded me of being back in school and the school system. It wasn't for someone with my mindset. And my mindset is just to be, you know, have freedom, but the freedom to do what I want. And what I want is to get results. And to, pervert, and, and to prove results my way, though, not someone, you know, some corporate structure way. So I had, a, I had to make a decision because when you're in a position like that, it's very easy to get compliant. It's very easy to get comfortable. And then to find yourself 50 years old, like the reps I was working with, kind of miserable, you know, pissed off, not getting their sales always complaining about the company or complaining about why their commissions isn't working. And, and I, and I just thought I was not going to live like that. And I had to make a, I mean, you're talking about making a jump. I, I had a jump. I literally just in one day just left the job. I went after, I just said, I'm done. I have to, I, if I'm ever going to do it, I have to do it right now. It has to be right now. And it cannot be one of these things that most people do where they, they put their foot in the water but they're actually afraid to jump in the pool, right? They say, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do it part-time, but they never actually get anything done. 
I knew that if this was going to happen, I had to go all in, like a hundred percent committed. And uh, fast forward. Damn, dude, year. you're getting me fired up, man. This is awesome. Yeah. All right, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> get this though. So after I jump, right, and I don't come, and again, I've learned so much through this. Is you got to have a plan, right? I just jumped without a plan, without anything. I was, <laughs> but that's kind of cave on. That's you know, that's why most people thought I was crazy growing up, and they thought I was some wild man because I just jumped, right? And next thing you know, it's it's a year later. I'm $120,000 in debt. <laughs> I haven't made a penny. So technically, you know, 300K in debt now. And I have tried everything from drop shipping to affiliate marketing to public speaking. I mean, I just wanted to be the internet guru, this internet sensation, right? And, I, and because I had the money, I just kept dropping, dropping, dropping until I realized, oh my God. Like I had, there was a point, I'll never forget. There was actually a point in my life where I didn't, you know, they say you don't know how to pay rent. Like I was at that point, but not knowing how to pay rent is one thing. Not knowing how to pay rent and having $120,000 in debt to government, to the, to credit cards, to line of credits. That's a scary place to be. And I, I needed, I needed a change. And what, what I realized through that year was I was trying to do something that wasn't me. I was just trying to go after like the money or go after the fame of being on stage, but I wasn't actually being congruent to who I was in that whole year. I didn't talk about sales. I didn't want to do anything about sales. I, I, I didn't even like sales anymore because I just had such a, you know, I just had this, this bad taste in my mouth of my last company, the pharma company. I just was like, I don't want to do anything with sales. And it wasn't until I found a mentor who kind of woke me up and said, Kayvon, you're, you're a salesperson. That's what you do. You're born here. You're, you're born here, you know, to, to do sales, to teach sales, to just be sales, be closing. That's what you do. And as soon as I, I kind of accepted that and I got back and congruent with, with not just who I was born in nature. Like, you know, I, I really, they say, you know, are salespeople born or not? I, I, I think, yeah, some are, but some aren't. I mean, sales is something that you can teach. You know, closing is something that you can develop the skill. Now, now having, having excitement like I have, having, you know, character, well, that is a little bit different. But I can teach, see, see, what I can do is I can take someone who has no sales experience and make them a really good salesperson. I can make, a, you know, an average salesperson a phenomenal salesperson. And I can take a phenomenal salesperson and make them in the top 1-1% of all salespeople. Okay. Because that's what I true. Because I not only do I have that ability, but that that's but sales is teachable. Closing is teachable. Yeah. And and when we got congruent in that messaging, so 120k in debt, not knowing how to pay rent, I had this mentor who finally you know saved my life really. And uh, and I always give him kudos. His name is Dan Locke, and he's actually the king of high ticket sales himself. You know, and he taught me the art of high ticket selling, the art of high ticket closing. And, and, and I mean, when, I mean, within one month we went, I went from literally burning $25,000 a month, trying to be online and build a list and Facebook ads to earning $25,000 a month within one month. Now, not only am I, you know, earning much more than that, my expenses are so low and it's because we, we are doing, we are showing people what I do and, it, and it's been absolutely Amazing. I cannot, I'm so, I'm, 
you know, you always hear these people say they're grateful and all that. I really never thought I'd get to a point where I can say that I'm actually, I'm grateful. I'm, I feel like I feel every day full of joy. I'm happy. Everyone in my life around me has now come back. I mean, when you go to a dark place, when you're trying to build a business, you'll see how many people start pushing you away. You know, you start pushing people away. It's an emotional time. It's a scary time. And, the, and that's what I love about entrepreneurship. But that's what I love about building a business or what I love about going after your dreams and trying to do something very special in this world is it takes hard work. It takes pain. It's ugly. It's not fun. And most people are not willing to do it. But yet they sit on that top of that diving board and say to themselves, well, why can't I be in the pool with everyone else? I want to be there. But they never actually give themselves the permission to jump off and actually get in the pool with everyone because they're not willing to take that leap, not knowing how hard they're going to fall or where they're going to fall. But when you take that leap and you actually give yourself the permission to drop, it's, it's amazing what happens. It really is. Because we, we, we're, we're animals, man, especially sales guys. We're, we're ego. We are animals. We're, we have competition in us. We don't give up. We fight, especially when our lives are on the line. We're not going to fold. We're going to keep coming back no matter what. Harder and harder and harder until we get there. And that's what we did. And that's what I did. And now I can stand there, swim in the big pool. You know, I'm having my cocktail. I'm, you know, I'm getting the sun in my face. Life is good. Life's good now. Wow. Okay. So there's so many, so many points there. That was amazing, man. Thank you for bringing us through that. Okay. Take me through somebody's sitting there. They're going this corporate. I'm working for somebody else. I used a phrase. that was funny. I'm barking up somebody else's butt. That's a good one. I haven't heard that. Yeah. yeah. You're always sniffing. You're, you're always, no matter what, like I, I, I swear, like, and again, I want to say this though. I want to say yeah. this to people because because there's people that are listening here probably are in the corporate world and they're probably enjoying themselves. And that's fantastic. Right. I am not, I am not knocking the corporate world, but it just wasn't for me because in the corporate world, it is a bunch of guys and women. I don't just say guys, it's a bunch of women and guys, women trying even have to work even that much harder. And they're always sniffing up people's buttons and people go, not when you're the CEO, Kayvon. Yeah. When you're the CEO, it's even worse. Yeah. Because now you're, when you're the CEO of a country, let's say you're the CEO of Canada, that's where I live, you're now sniffing up the USA's, uh, you know, uh, the main guy's butt, and then the global butt. And then when you get to the global CEO, guess what? You get the board members. You're, you're always, no matter what, you're always sniffing up someone's butt. Somebody's, like, you're a puppet. You're just a puppet. And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and anyone that knows me is I'm not, I am not going to be a puppet to anybody. I just, I, it won't not, again, it's just not who I am. And that's why it doesn't work for me. So, so if, you're, if someone's sitting there right now, and, and, and I know the question you're going to ask is, what would you tell them? I would tell them, ask yourselves, well, are you someone who is made to go through, again, like the traditional school system, to be an employee, to have a, to have a corporate job, to make average money and to have an average lifestyle, and you're totally okay with that? Because I know a lot of people, a lot of people in my life are like that, and I love them, and I respect that. That wasn't for me. I don't want to be average. There's nothing about average I like. I don't want to eat at average places. I don't want to drive an average car. I don't want to park in average parking spots. I want, I, and, and again, people say, Kayvon, you're so arrogant. No, I'm not arrogant. I'm a dreamer. I'm a believer. 
I see people on their $3 million yachts and I say, well, why can't I have that? I enjoy that. It has nothing to do about uh, status. It has nothing to do about showing off. I enjoy being, I have, if you've ever been on a $3 million yacht, I'm telling you, it's a beautiful place to be. <laughs> if you've ever been in a position where you can just pick up and travel the world because you feel that you need it in that moment, it's a great place to be. It's even a better place to be when someone close to you is sick and you can provide health care for them. That, to me, is not average. That is above average. To be able to provide health care, to provide freedom, to provide options. That's all we have in life is we have options. And I just want more options. And in order to have and create more options, you got to have a big bank account. I don't care what anyone says. You can have all the love you want in the world inside. You can be Mother Teresa. At the end of the day, I know a lot of people that have no money and they're very happy. And I know a lot of people that have a lot of money and they're not happy. Happiness and money do not even come in the same conversation. Those are people who confuse those two. I, I, I feel sorry for them because it's not. And back to that guy, I told you we're going to... So we had the conversation before. You say, okay, how long does it, you know, how long does the podcast go? You go, oh, anywhere between five, ten, maybe thirty, forty. And I said, man, I can go for three hours. I can go for three hours. And but here's here's the thing. Here's yeah. the thing is is the guy sitting there. You got to ask yourself the question: is what is it that you want? Like, what do you want? And if and if if you're sitting there going, man, I don't, I, I hate clocking in. I hate this nine to five. There's so much opportunity out there. And we can talk about one of the opportunities that we're creating right now for people, which is the, uh, the high ticket selling, the one call closer program. And that, that, that allows people like me who are sitting there, no matter what age they are, they want to travel the world. They want to make really good money. They want to work from home and they want to have time freedom. We're providing them that opportunity. Okay. Inside Sales Team fully integrates with clients. CEO of Discover Org, Henry Shuck, partnered with us, and we've generated over $25 million in new business revenue. They are firing on every best practice for running a sales development team. Learn more at InsideSalesTeam.com. So let me, I, I got a, a couple of quick questions. I want to go into that. But you mentioned a point about the education system and someone like yourself who goes through. And I've got, I've got two little kids who are starting the education system. And to me, it seems like it's all set up to create workers, you know, that will take a role and, and then contribute to society in, in some role, whether it's lower, middle, or upper class, whatever they end up doing, depending on how smart they are. But it seems like it's set up for creating this, this, this workforce. And, you know, with kids who, you know, you're obviously a very gifted person and you didn't necessarily fit into the education system. So what do we no. do? What do we do? I mean, I, it just seems well, like not fair. You know, it's not a fair situation for these kids who have a cr incredible gifts, but they don't want to be stamped as a worker. You know, they... Yeah. yeah. So here's what here's what I love about that, though. Right. Is I mean, you, you said you think that the school system or, you know, you feel like it is set for that. No, that's it, 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 fact. That's what it is. The school system was set up in the industrial age. Right. Where they wanted to make workers. So they put them through the like school is to set you up as a worker to say, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. Okay. How high do you want me to jump? Okay, I'll jump higher. Now that I've jumped that high, you want me to jump more? Okay. Like literally, it's just, it, it was set up for that. And that worked. Like, I mean, that works. You see, everyone's working. Obviously, we need people like that. It works. But for that one kid like me who's sitting in a class, 
of 25 and you have that mindset like i don't want to be like any of you guys i you guys think i'm crazy i think you're all crazy what's amazing is we do have people like we the cool thing okay so when i was going through school entrepreneurship wasn't cool it was taboo you know who did entrepreneurships the bullies and the add and the kids that were stupid because they could never get into a university now it's like reverse, like all of a sudden entrepreneurship, lifestyle is cool. So there's actually people out there that are seeing this and they want to create universities for entrepreneurships. Like I know that uh, there's someone in the States right now that creating the first university for entrepreneurs, like people who want to become entrepreneurs, you're going to go there and, and you're going to learn about how to build a business because I can tell you right now, I don't care. I have just so you know, I've done MBA classes. I've gone, I, even though they said that I would never pass high school, not only did I pass high school, I got into college and I got into university and graduated on the dean's list in both in business, marketing, and sales. It was it hard? Absolutely. Did I do it just for my parents? A hundred percent. I hated it the entire time. I hated it, but I, my parents came to this country and uh, even though no matter how successful I got, if I didn't get that one paper, I know that my dad's dream, he would have felt like he, he uh, you know, he failed that. So I wanted to just give him that because they gave me the opportunity to be here. So I, you know, I completed it for them. But I'll tell you the moment, the moment I got out of school, it was, I was done. I was done doing it their way. And I wanted to do it my way. In fact, I'll tell you a story. I, I, I'll tell you this, and this is true, no lie. When I got out of university, I was getting recruited to all these jobs because, you know, I had what I had my skills, I had my schooling. So I got my first job. It was like downtown Toronto. I got in on a Monday. That Friday, I gave my papers. And I said, I, and I, that was literally Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday. Friday was my last day at that job. It was it was actually in-house, so like I had to be somewhere at 9 a.m. and I couldn't leave till 5 p.m. I it was jail. Like I knew very quickly. That was when I was about 24. I knew very quickly that that was not going to be my life. And I've never worked in a in a you know in a in a situation like that ever ever again. Now, do I work nine hours? I was working 20 hours as an entrepreneur, but I rather work. 20 hours for my dream than work one hour for someone else's dream. Shit, yeah, you got you to gotta show up on time. They tell you when you can go to the bathroom. <laughs> they tell you when you can go on brutal, vacation. Man. It's just like, ah, I'm it's, dying. It's brutal. <laughs> it's, and again, yeah. again, I say it so harshly, and I just want to yeah. put my love to all those other, you know, again, everyone that I know, like my friend, he's a doctor. I got many friends who work like high up in corporate. I got friends that are CEOs. They know I love them. I respect them. I think it's great because we need people like them. We do need people like that. It's just not for me. It's not for me. It's not yeah. who I am. I mean, definitely, man. And, and you know, the entrepreneurship road, you lose all that security, too. I mean, you're out. You said it, you said it perfectly. You go without a net, man. You're just like, oh, yeah. there's no safety net. There's no health insurance. I got two kids. I got a mortgage. I got all this shit. Like, I'm working way harder than I ever would when I was barking up somebody's ass right but but you got to make it work or else you're toast man so that's why i want to ask you you went you're burning through cash you're trying all these different things it's incongruent it's 150k in debt you're you're going what the frick and then you meet dan Locke, right yeah. and and then you go from scarcity to abundance you know using the system so tell us about what you guys learned what you came up with with the one called close 
system, dude. I want to yeah, know the how one to do called it. Close. I want the yeah, train. yeah. So, so what happened was was exactly <laughs> you know I I met with Dan Locke and I said Dan like can can you help me, you know and like he looked at everything I was doing he's shaking his head and he's like oh and then and I'm in you know I, sh- I sent him like I mean I was again when you get a mentor. You know, I really truly believe now, now that I, because Dan Locke's not free. He doesn't mentor me free. We pay a, a hefty dollar to be mentored by Dan. But the thing is, is when you have money with your mentor, there's a whole different relationship. The mentor wants you to succeed. You're paying them so they have their their time, their values in the relationship and they and they deliver results. And I, and I absolutely, like with, with Dan, he saw what I was doing he just looked at me and he just said, are you going to trust me? And I said, absolutely. He goes, what's your goal? And I said, Dan, honestly, right now, my goal is I want to be making 50 K by the end of the year, monthly. I want to make 50 K monthly by the end of the year. And I asked him, can you do that? If you can't just be honest, I'll I'll move on. And he said, no, no. He said, trust me. We'll get you there. I said, okay. And (laughs) I mean, like I said, within the first month, we were earning, you know, after after he showed me the, the skill, we were doing 25 plus K a month. And what it was, was here's the key is he asked me this question. So he did a huge presentation in front of the mastermind group, and it was really directed to me. And at the end of it, he goes, so what do you think? And I, and I was like white, and I was in tears, basically. And I said, I guess I can't be an entrepreneur. Because he went through all these things that the characteristics of an entrepreneur and characteristics of someone who's a coach or a consultant, what you need to have and what you need to do if you want to be successful. And at that point, I was so beat up, man. You want to talk about, you know, being low? I was lower than a snake's belly, really. Like, it was bad. And I remember being in tears, and, and he looked at me. He's like, you didn't learn anything, did you? And I was like, no, I just learned that maybe I got to go back to work. Maybe I'm not good enough. And he said, no. He said, you missed it. And then he just said this. He goes, What's the one thing, and this is the key, so everyone listening to this, I want you to really hear this. What's the one thing, the one skill you have that if I tied your hands behind your back and blindfolded you, that you can do and make money? And for me, I said, well, obviously it's sales. He goes, exactly. He goes, and who have you been trying to be for the last two years? I was like, well, a coach, consultant, like a service provider. He goes, Exactly. And he goes, do you think you know the pains of what a coach and consultant goes through? I'm like, yeah. He's like, and do they have sales experience? I'm like, "Uh, no. He's like, do you get it? And I was like, no. And then he finally was, (laughs) Kayvon, the one call closer. And it just, it literally, it it was a moment. You know, when they got that aha, it was a moment. And I looked at him and I smiled. I remember coming home to my girl and I remember our lives are about to change. And it was, it was like a, it was like a giant coming to life. Literally it was, you know, we call it flow momentum. I always use an example, like the, the number one guy I know right now in life who's in momentum is flow is like the rock. He is freaking everywhere. He's on movies. He's on commercials. People love him. Not one person is saying a bad thing about him. That's momentum. That's flow. And that's where I was living. And when you live in that, things just start. You come, you set it the best. Is you go from a place of scarcity to a place of abundance. And when you go from a place of scarcity to abundance, here's what happens is you stop restricting yourself 
from freedom. You stop restricting yourself from money. You stop restricting yourself from the most important thing as an entrepreneur is creativity. And you allow for things to flow. And so what happened was Dan, because he, he's definitely more experienced than I was at this time, he was showing me the art of high-ticket selling. So he was showing me how you can sell 10 20 30 even $50,000 offers over the phone within one call without having a cold call, without having to drive leads. Sorry, not drive leads. Sorry, without having to do lead like prospecting. The leads come to you. You pick up the phone. You position yourself as an authority figure. And here's the biggest thing I learned is when you call someone, you're a salesperson. But when they call you, you become an expert. Nice. And that's what we do. And that's what we do. I love and, it. And as a result of that, I get to work now with, instead of me being that coach, that expert, that thought leader, the, the author, I get to work with them. I get to work with these guys that we all love and we all want to be. And, and, and now I, what I do is I close their high-ticket offers over the phone. And as a result of that, I get my commission. So, for instance, I have one right now. I got a real estate, I'm a real estate agent I'm working with, and I'm closing his $10,000 coaching product. Now, remember, people go, oh, so you just sell. No, I don't, I don't just sell. I don't just close. I actually provide value. I do not work with anybody unless they actually have a product that's going to actually change someone's life, is going to serve people in a way. I do not work with anyone unless they are an authority figure, they do have a following, and they do make impactful, you know, decisions and they can impact people's lives. And I get to connect myself with these people and I get to take people who want that product. These people have raised their hand. They said, I want that product, but I can't justify to myself why $10,000 for this program is, you know, is going to work. And I get to be the guy that just bridges the gap for them. I get to be the guy that takes them from the pain that they're in to the gain that they need. I take them from the place of that scarcity and I give them the permission and allow them to give themselves their permission to go into the world of freedom and abundance. And as a result of that, I get commission. I get 20 to anywhere between 10 to 20% commission. On this one contract, I speak, to, I speak to literally about 15 to 20 people a month. That's it. I close my 10 sales. That's all I do. And I get 20K. That's 20K off one contract. Nice. It's a beautiful thing. So, okay. So there's, there's a couple of things that that you're saying. One is, you know, a lot of the folks that are sales development reps, they're coming up in their career. They're trying to build that credibility, right? That you work with, you work with folks who they already have a following. They they, they might have something. How, how does one start to build that credibility if you're, you know, 20 years old and you just got your first sales job and you, you want to someday, you know, become a, an expert, you know, that yeah. could have that credibility. Where do you start with that? Well, it, it's very, it's, I mean, I, again, this wasn't, this isn't, I just want you to know this isn't sure. a sales pitch here at all, yeah. but it's very simple. Like if you're saying, shit, I want to live that life. It's very, me and Dan, me and Dan. So Dan Law, just put it in perspective, Dan Law charges $3,000 an hour. I'm not quite there yet. Okay? And he need his mastermind students pay over 30K a year, myself included. We pay over 30K a year to work with Dan Locke. He, he, I asked Dan to come together. Me and Dan are going to be taking a group of small individuals starting October 26th of this month for an eight-week course. And we're going to teach them the art 
of high ticket closing. We're going to teach them the psychology. We're going to be teaching them the skill. And then we're going to be teaching them how to take that skill and build a business around it. So if you're a 23 year old, by time eight weeks comes around, you will have the credibility, you will have the tools, and number one, you'll have the skill to be able to approach one of these thought leaders and become their number one closers. Because here's the deal. First is these, these thought leaders, these experts that we look up to so much, they don't know actually how to sell. They're good marketers, but they're not closers. You see, this world is filled with thousands, I mean, probably billions of salespeople, but very few closers. And there's a huge difference between selling and closing. Closing gets the exchange, gets the exchange of value, the exchange of money, the exchange of the service, the exchange of the product. Another way of putting it this way, how many people have had dreams, they've had ideas, they've had concepts, but somewhere along the way, they couldn't get people to believe in the dream or to believe in the concept. Thus, the dream dies, the person dies, the entrepreneur dies. Until someone else comes around one day and picks up the very same idea, that very same concept, but can bring it to market, can close it to the market. Who gets paid? The dreamer or the closer? Dreamer starves. The closer. They didn't do anything. That's what we're teaching people, how to close. Excellent. Okay. So so this this eight-week course then, it's to be able to skill up to support your your thought leader and close deals for them. Is that correct? Bang on. Okay. 100%. Gotcha. We're not, gotcha. We're, 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 we're not teaching people how to become the thought leader. No. Right. That's okay. there. See, that, <laughs> this is what I love. So here's the key. Here's the key of why there's a difference between good mentorship and people just telling you what to do. So for a whole year, people are just telling me, be this, do this, do this, this works, that works, that works. But for once, Dan said, why are you trying to go with everybody who's trying to dig the gold? Be the guy that sells the shovels. Yeah, <laughs> nice. And I, was, and, and I was, oh, my God. And, again, I give credit where credit is supposed to go. And, you know, that was, again, Dan showed me that. He showed me these little things I already had in me. They were already there. I just didn't know how to get to them. I didn't know how to tap into that creativity. And I really do believe that was because of years of people telling me that I wasn't good enough. Years of people saying that I would never make it, that I was too stupid. I mean, they, they, they said that I have a learning disability in English, writing, communication, and math. What's left? ADD, <laughs> ADHD. I mean, I had every letter in the book. Right. When you hear that for 25 years, you start to believe that. You know, totally. so not only, and here's the thing is with sales, it, you know, I want to, it's just really about my story right now, but I want to be able to give some value here. And what I, and when I can tell you, and this is for fact, every day I live it and I see it when it's working, it's not working is sales is a transfer of feelings. Everything that we get in our lives as salespeople, as individuals, as mothers, as fathers, as students is a direct reflection of what's going on on the inside. So if we really want to change what's happening on the outside, we have to go in and change what's happening on the inside. We have to change our mindset. We have to change our paradigms. We have to change how we operate as individuals, as entrepreneurs, as salespeople. 
I always ask myself today, Kayvon, are you operating like someone who's earning eight figures or nine figures? Because if the answer is no, how can I ever expect to earn eight figures and nine figures or five figures or six figures? I see a lot of people who go, I just want to make six figures, 100K, my life would be set. Are you operating like someone who's earning 100K or are you operating like someone who's getting the exact results you're getting right now? Exactly. So how do you how do you go from operating at 50k level to operating at 250k? Every aspect of your life you got to start operating it differently. It's not just in one thing. It's everything, mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally. It's what you put in your with the foods you eat. It's how you wake up every day. It's how you think. It's the books you read, the people you hang out with, the knowledge you're seeking. Do you put it this way? Do you think a seven, eight-figure earner is watching TV and everyone's going, everyone's going to say, "I know millionaires don't watch TV." That's not the point. <laughs> the point is, the point is, do they watch TV all day long? Do they watch TV on the weekends? Do they watch TV five hours a day? No. What books are they reading? Are they reading books on on romance and fiction? Or are they reading books on self-development and business and books on marketing and books on copywriting and books on how to be the number one goddamn closer? That's so, it's so interesting. I interviewed a guy named Tom Corley who wrote a book called Rich Habits. And there mo- most of the interview was about flossing. <laughs> flossing? Flossing. I'm not kidding. Because he, he did this big study about wealthy people. And one of the things that that he noticed was there was a very high propensity of people that floss their teeth in the rich category. And the reason I I thought of that is, you know, we were talking about health habits and how that affects your brain and how that affects your creativity, right, which you mentioned earlier, and, you know, setting up those habits. So if you look at a 50K mentality is getting through the day, clocking in, eating junk food, partying with your friends on the weekends, you know, watching a lot of TV, obsessing over like fantasy football. And then you're like, fuck, why am I only making 50K versus do you got to like analyze everything that you're doing throughout the day? Because you've got the same 24 hours, right? It's every, you said it though. It's like, it's everything you do, right? It it literally people go, what's that one secret sauce? Anyone that's telling you that there's a one secret sauce, they're lying to you. Yeah. I mean, I, send them to me and I'll tell them they're a bunch of liars. It's not one thing. It's not two things. There's no, there's no thing. You're six steps to six figures. There's seven. There's, those, those, are, those are what we call tactics. So here's another thing I'm going to teach you, which $150,000 plus $30,000 with Dan Locke. This is free, valuable information here. And you got to, and this is it right here is everybody is teaching the tactics. Tactics might and probably will give you a paycheck. It's strategy. Strategy is what builds the empire. You and I can go floss our teeth, we can go read the book, and we can go hang out with the most successful people. But unless one of us is understanding, implementing the strategy of why that is working only one of us is going to get there okay so most people are missing the overarching strategy absolutely they're 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 getting these scripts so i got i got even go on my website and say hey download my script i tell people download my script you can use the exact script that i use today 
that I literally closed 10 20k packages over the phone at over 50 to 60 percent guaranteed $2,500 packages I'm 80 plus percent on okay this is the exact same script guaranteed you're not going to do what I do because that script is just a tactic yeah. it's just it's one thing the strategy you got to understand the strategy behind that script so you're going to do well what does that mean you got to understand the psychology I'm using you got to understand the tonality mm. understand why and when I'm asking the questions and when I get excited <laughs> and when I don't though that strategy that's psychology gotcha okay. put in a webinar doing yeah. Facebook ads a webinar to a landing page to buy my product that's a tactic the strategy is what's the copy you're using who's your audience what is your audience like what do they want what have they been seeing that's not working? What can you offer to them in a different way that is going to work and that's going to get them to move? And nobody's teaching that. Very few people teach that because that's the secret sauce. And it seems like we're, we're swimming in tons of tactics. Like every mm -hmm. time you open up Facebook, it's like the top five things to this and the how to this and how to do this. And you just kind of it's almost becomes like entertainment. You know, you got all these tactics and stuff, but if you don't have that overarching strategy of what you're doing, then it just, it, it's just, it's, it's not going to work. It's just entertainment. Right. And so this is, this is, okay. So we're, we're coming up against the hour cave. Dude, this has been awesome. If, Folks want to learn more about what you're doing. How do they get in touch with you? I got your website here is K-A-Y-V-O-N.com. And that's it. Just make it okay. easy. You go to Kayvon.com. That's K-A-Y-V-O-N.com. And if you want to learn more about uh, the One Call Closer program, you want to work with Dan and I, very easy. On Kayvon.com, there's a big button that says, get started. That will get you to exactly where you need to be. And uh, if you go there, you'll be speaking to me on the phone. So because we're not just picking up anybody, we're not taking everyone. We're taking a very small, you know, group of individuals that really have what it takes and that have the mentality of like mine and Dan's mentality. Because what we're doing is, is, again, we're selling the shovels. We're not going for gold. Nice. All right, man. Well, thank you. Thanks for opening up. And and I think people are going to get a ton of value out of this. I appreciate it. And you, uh, good luck with everything. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to be here. All right. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum 100% focused and dedicated to sales development with your host, David Delaney. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no-obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.